my approach to content it always lies with the intent and relevance and so this is how we kind of achieved humongous clicks in the past 3 to 4 months i would say one reason is definitely how the team and i we understand the intent what the audience is searching for and then it what they are looking to find solutions for in my space definitely right so the goal here is to identify whether you know they are here to get some information or are looking for a specific website or a web page or just conducting research to make a purchase or they are here to buy something so once you understand the intent whether it's you know informational it's research it's a buying intent you can create content that wins so this is one of the core strategy that we kind of apply at rightsonic to win over i would say 3 million clicks over the past 3 to 4 months hey welcome to beyond traffic podcast i'm your host shehu abdulgani founder of your content smart an roi driven seo agency for b2b saas startups in my 6 years experience working with saas companies here are three things i've learned one most saas founders and executives care about the business impact of seo more than anything else two SEO isn't just a traffic acquisition channel but also works well as a customer acquisition channel. 3. To drive revenue from SEO, you must look beyond organic traffic. So, in this podcast, we bring on B2B SaaS marketing executives and startup founders to share how they are taking a holistic approach to SEO and using it to achieve specific business goals. Hello everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Beyond Traffic podcast. I'm your host Shehu Abdulgani. Today, Manvi Agarwal is joining me on the show. Manvi is a true visionary when it comes to crafting content. Currently, she's the content marketing lead at Rightsonic and AI copywriting software. Her innovative product-led approach is infused with interactive user oriented strategy and seo tactics that deliver maximum roi for businesses previously manvi has worked for companies like notion automates and social pilot welcome once again to the show manvi i'm excited to have you on the beyond traffic podcast sure abul thanks for the lovely introduction and this definitely defines my past experiences and the current one okay thank you very much i really appreciate you for coming on the show before we dive in my audience will like to know more about you and specifically how you got into seo sure so to begin with i have 7 years of experience in content marketing that i primarily focused on scaling saas startups it all started at social pilot where i first dipped my toes into content marketing and discovered the amazing world of seo that so how did i get more interested in seo was back when i was working with social pilot we were always seeing a lot of branded terms search volume to be more compared to the unbranded search 
So if we want to scale the content marketing channel, you have to focus on unbranded searches, right? And for that, you need SEO. So that's how I started with SEO, got more interested. And I was in charge of the content marketing at work. And I saw with my own eyes how Google searches made huge difference compared to other marketing channels. So that's when I got curious about SEO, wanted to learn more, how it's powerful, bring in more organic traffic and definitely help the brand stand out. Thanks for sharing that. I'm really happy to see that joining a company like Social Pilot was what make you interested in SEO. So right now you work at Sonic as a content marketing lead. So let's say someone listening to this podcast does not know about Sonic. What can you tell them about it? What are the core features and who will find Sonic most helpful and valuable? Sure. So we all know how AI is revolutionizing the internet with OpenAI chat GPT. So RightSource is an AI writing tool that helps just anyone and everyone create content with ease. It's like having a personal assistant who is available for you 24-7. And the best part, it doesn't take breaks. You have it in your fingertips, on your laptop all the time. So as I said, it's for everyone. It's like from a freelancer crafting articles to a SaaS, scaling their content efforts to a content creator who needs help with viral Instagram posts, LinkedIn content, to a YouTuber like you, right? A podcaster who will need help with video scripts, podcast scripts, right? Sony can help with that. From e-commerce websites who need like product descriptions in bulk, who need meta tags in bulk, right? You're creating like hundreds of pages for your, for your product. So that's where a tool like Sonic is helpful. It is built with 80 plus content templates inside from YouTube scripts to AI writing, blogs, landing pages. So we, we have this very unique feature of landing page generation where you can generate a whole landing page in 30 seconds with code, right? So you're just copying the whole landing page and you feed it into your uh, CMS and you have it ready. One of the core features that we always try to talk about is our AI article writer. So again, in this industry of AI writing tools, I guess write is the only tool that has the feature where you can create a blog post from scratch to an end in one go. So you don't need to generate like different paragraphs, different sentences, bullet points, nothing. So you just feed in a topic idea. Writesonic will suggest keywords, suggest topic ideas, like three to four or five topic ideas. You can select one from. It will suggest briefs, content briefs. Again, with three to four options, you can select from. And upon selecting that, you have a whole full-fledged article that is SEO optimized with a proper content outline, scouring the internet with, you know, the top ranking articles. And in that also, you get three to four options you select from. Thanks for sharing that with me about Sony. The feature that really interests me the most is the landing page generator feature that you mentioned, okay. where you can create a landing page within 40 seconds using Sony. So like moving on, I would also like us to talk a bit about the industry that you are in and what you are doing differently. So as you are aware, you are competing in a growing AI copyrighted niche. 
and there are dozens of hundreds of products that are launched every day or like every week in that niche. So I would like to know, like, what have you done specifically at Ridesonic to stand out with your SEO and content marketing? So overall, I would say why Ridesonic and Chatsonic stand out is because of the speed. As soon as OpenAI comes up with new models, we are the first tools to jump on the wagon and ship the fastest in terms of product, in terms of features, and in terms of content. So as soon as we know something is up, we, we just start building content, not only for the blog, but all the other platforms, right? We target all other platforms from PR to social to emails. That's how we feel that what makes the right Sonic stand apart from the crowd is the speed, the accuracy, and how smart we are in pulling out fastest content and product. I really appreciate you for sharing that. So my takeaway from what you just shared is that what makes Ritesonic stand out from its competitors is the fact that you execute fast. So when something new is happening in the industry, you kind of go fast, like by writing right. about it instead of maybe taking your time before you write about it. Yeah, because we use AI to we use our product ourselves to ship faster. Okay, okay, sure. So we'll, we'll talk more about that shortly. So, and before we dive into that, let, let's briefly talk about your SEO playbook. So some weeks ago, I saw your LinkedIn post, which is actually one of the reasons I decided to have you on this podcast. So you shared how you generated over 2 million clicks, if I'm not mistaken, in the last few months from organic traffic. So I would like to know, like, can you dive deep into the strategy? Because generating 2 million clicks within a few months is no small feat in the content marketing industry. So like, can you share more specifics about the strategy that you used? Like, what was your process? Like, how did you approach that? How were you able to achieve that kind of results? Sure. So I kind of share the whole journey, the process that we follow. Definitely, it's not overnight success, right? So SEO and content marketing is a long process. You can't achieve success overnight. And if you did, it's definitely a reflection of all the consistent effort that you've put in in the last six to eight months or a year, right? And then finally, one fine day, you see that Google is recognizing your content and you're on the top. That definitely happens overnight, sometimes. But the underlying thing over here is the efforts that you've put in in the past months. My approach to content it always lies with the intent and relevance. And so this is how we kind of achieved humongous clicks in the past three to four months, I would say. One reason is definitely how the team and I, we understand the intent what the audience is searching for, right? what they are looking to find solutions for in my space, definitely, right? So the goal here is to identify whether, you know, they are here to get some information or are looking for a specific website or a web page or just conducting research to make a purchase or they are here to buy something. So once you understand the intent, whether it's, you know, informational, it's research, it's a buying intent, you can create content that wins. So this is one of the core strategy that we kind of apply 
at Rightsonic to win over, I would say, 3 million clicks over the past 3 to 4 months. And definitely, like everybody, it is difficult to understand the intent. Now, with tools like Chatsonic or ChatGPT, it becomes very easy. Right? You just feed in a keyword and you, and you ask Chatsonic or ChatGPT that, you know, tell me the intent of this particular content idea. It will tell you, but you still need to fact check it. Right? You will need to have that knowledge that if ChatGPT is suggesting it, is it the right intent? Right? So to identify the intent, you, you build a strategy, right? You identify topics, you do competitor gap analysis, you look into forums, communities. If you are a SaaS product, you look into G2. You look into your competitor's reviews, right? That's one of the things that we, all, we also do. The reviews that people leave, that this is right, this is not right. You pick and convert that into a content piece of what people in the industry are looking for. And that's how you kind of create content is you identifying the problems and you're providing value with the content piece that you're trying to create, whether a blog, landing page, social media post, or you're engaging with the community itself. So I'll tell you the best approach that we took lately in diving deep into topic clusters. And how you mentioned that, you know, we created hype. I'll tell you how. So we picked a topic and we published more than 45 blogs and 10 landing pages on that specific topic. And that's how we created thought leadership for that specific topic. And it is definitely about AI writing, right? So this is how you build authority. You build trust. You're diving deep into that content piece. So I'll give you an example. So let's say you run a website on healthy eating, right? So the main topic for your website would be healthy meal planning, for suppose, right? So you create topic clusters around this topic, identifying subtopics like, suppose you say, Tips for grocery shopping, right? You're saying healthy meal prep ideas, nutritional benefits, meal planning for specific diets, for example, keto, you do vegan. So this is how you dive deep into a topic and explore and write about everything possible. I would say left, right, center, you just beat that topic. That's how you build authority. That's how Google will recognize that you are talking about it. and you are interlinking well. So when we talk about topic clusters, it is how well you interlinked each blog to the parent topic. And that's how it also gets more recognition. It gets the link juices passed. And with all of the Google algorithms, your blog, your content gets a push. So this is widely that we kind of, you know, follow your advice on it. Thank you for sharing that. So I really appreciate you for showing exactly how you approach content marketing and SEO at Ritesonic, especially the part about leveraging topic clusters. So topic cluster has been like gaining prominence in the SEO industry in the last few months or years, if I may, especially with Google saying that they've 
added yeah. extra heat to it. So you need to show your experience, your expertise, your authoritativeness, and your trustworthiness. So I think with a topic cluster strategy, you are able to show Google that you are an authority in a specific topic and they are most likely to rank you higher for that. So, but still on that, you mentioned something about using reviews from G2 when you are creating your content. Can you maybe kind of elaborate more on how you do that? Do you just take screenshots from G2 and include it in your content? Or maybe when a consumer or a user leaves negative review about your competitor. So do you use that in, in terms of content ideation or is it just strictly for creating the content on your website? Right. So I, I would say it's both. We kind of also showcase good reviews from our own products inside of our blogs, inside of landing pages to showcase social proof, which is very important. And social proof also helps a lot for the audience to understand what other people think about the product, right? When I say looking into the competitor's product is definitely looking at their wins as well as their losses. So with wins, it helps building a better product. It helps with building a better strategy in terms of content, right? So if something is working for the competitor, we try to better it inside the product in terms of content and the features that we provide, right? And when I say looking at the negative reviews, so if, if somebody is not happy with certain feature of a competitor, right? But that is something that you provide in your own product. You just pick a random topic on that and write a blog post on it. Though it doesn't have volume, right? But somebody is looking for that. If even if there are like 100 people searching for that specific topic, they, you will directly get away 100 times. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. So you use G2 to showcase what users are saying about your product and you also use it to come up with content ideas that you can right. write about. Let's take a breather from the episode and talk about one of the common questions I get from SaaS startup founders and marketers, which is, when is the best time to invest in SEO? You see, this largely depends on your industry, business goals, growth trajectory, business stage, and so on. So, to help you understand if SEO is the right fit for your startup and the opportunities in your niche, my agency, Your Content Mart, built an SEO ROI projection analysis tool for B2B SaaS startups. Head over to yourcontentmart.co slash analysis. Again, yourcontentmart.co slash analysis to get a free SEO ROI analysis for your SaaS startup today. Now, back to the show. So another question that I would like to ask is uh, with what you've done so far, like you've generated over 2 million clicks in the last few months for Right Sonic. So like a listener might be wondering, like clicks doesn't mean conversions. Sometimes you can generate 100,000 of clicks and in the reasons of it, it's not helping your business in any way. So what will you say is your experience with, with that at Right Sonic? I guess specific business results you've been able to achieve with the results you've yeah. gotten so far? 
Yeah, so I would say we have captured 25% share of the total signups from the organic search. So wow. if you are getting like 2 million clicks in the past three, four months, I would say we've captured 25 to 26% of the signups from organic, that the source is organic in the past six months, I would say. Okay. So with 25%, that would be around, I think, is it 200,000 or 250,000 signups? If I'm not, or 500,000 signups, if I'm not mistaken. So that's really impressive. So let, let's talk about um, the SEO strategy that has had the biggest impact because I, I see that you are doing a lot of things as far as SEO is concerned. That right. You have free tools as a strategy. You have templates as a strategy. You also have blog posts, which I, I believe is, is one of the core strategies that you leverage. So like, I would like to know, with all these SEO strategies that you've implemented, which one will you say your opinion has had the biggest impact in the last six to 12 months? So I would say everything contributed, but the most is from the blog and definitely the landing pages that we built because the traffic we're sending from blog is to the landing pages that we built, the money, the product pages. So that is what has given us the most advantage, shipping out content, blogs, talking about what people are searching for, the very relevant searches. So there's like negligible volume for keywords, but we've still seen tremendous clicks and growth from negligible volume keywords, which we call it as zero volume keywords. Thanks for sharing that. And we'll be talking about zero volume keywords shortly. So, but I would like us to delve more into AI copywriting, like using AI to scale content operations. So I, I believe you know that AI, something that everyone is talking about these days, using AI to scale content operations. And Writesonic is an AI writing software. So I would like to know how exactly are you using AI to scale your content? Like, are you using AI to write all your content pieces or are you just using it to create the first draft or maybe to write the outline? Like, what's your process like? So, Writesonic uses Writesonic tremendously to begin with that. So, we use AI in everything, right? From getting topic suggestions to creating briefs to figuring out CTAs to landing pages to first draft of the blog to paraphrase it if there is something that we feel that can be written better. We paraphrase it. We have a paraphrasing tool. If you want to repurpose an older blog, right? If there is an older blog that is getting very less traffic, but we see that's an evergreen topic, we should probably cover well. So we also have this feature where you can rewrite a whole article, keeping the same meaning. So we use all of these tools for all of the other content activities that we do, from writing blog pieces to sharing posts on social media. We also have social media templates where you can write Facebook copies, Instagram caption, ads. We also use it well for our ads as well. All, all the ad copy is generated using Writesonic. And definitely we have our creative human mind, the amazing Writesonic team. We get ideas from AI and then we refine it. 
That's how Writesonic okay. uses Writesonic. For each and every copy needed inside of the product, outside of the product, from internal emails, newsletters, to even sending outreach emails, right? For guest posting, for backlinking. It's like we ourselves are the whole Writesonic ecosystem inside of Writesonic. Wow, that, that's really impressive because one of the things that a lot of people talk about, so I don't know if it is still a thing to date, is that most people will say like AI writing software companies want people to use their tools to write content, whereas they are using humans to create the content right. on their own website. That so, is widely said always. So that's why we want to change the thought process that everybody has, that it's not Though we are an AI tool, it's not just the humans working. So if I'll tell you, we are a team of three people right, in the content team. Will it be possible to publish 40 to 50 content pieces a month with just three copywriting hands? So the, if the world has the answer there itself, right? Without the help of AI. So it's, it's like even we try to educate the audience in a way that Use AI as your companion. Writesonic is not here to replace content copywriters or anybody. We are here to, to act as an aid, right? When you are stuck, when you want to scale your content efforts to 10x, 20x. For SaaS businesses with the crazy competition going on, right? With new products coming in the market every day. How do you keep up with the pace using tools like Writesonic? You scale your content efforts. That is what we are trying to educate our audience with. It is good that you are using Writesonic at Writesonic. So it shows that you believe in the product that you are building and you actually believe that writers or content teams that, that use it don't have anything to fear. So, and that brings me to my next question is, since you are using Writesonic to create your content, so how do you ensure that the content that you create is of high quality? It, it, it has all the elements that Google requires to make sure that it is a helpful content. And also it passes these plagiarism checks and other things okay. like that. So how do you ensure that the content you create on your blog meet all these things? So, uh, uh, Sonic algorithms are built very differently where the content that Sonic produces is plagiarism free. We have tools in place that checks plagiarism before giving an output to the user, right? So that is checked, it's rephrased, it's done, and then the user gets the output. And how we, if, if currently also, if you, after this ends, right, you can go and generate something using Writesonic. And there's this content detection tool called Originality AI. So if you go and put in content generated using Writesonic into that tool, you will see the plagiarism is nil. And also that the AI detection is to what? 2%, 3%, which the other AI writing tools are still figuring out. We have humans who are also training the AI models like world-class content minds who is training rights to get better and better output. And now with GPT-4, so Writesonic again is the first AI writing tool 
to come up with GPT-4 powers in the market. Thanks for, for sharing those insights with me. I'm really impressed to see that an AI writing software is actually using AI to create their content. So let's shift gears a bit and talk about zero volume keywords. So one thing that I saw on your website when I checked some moments ago was that ChatGPT was launched, I think, late last year. And right now you have dozens of articles on your website targeting ChatGPT related keywords. So, which makes me to wonder, because when I checked, most of these keywords are actually zero volume keywords. So I, I want to know, like, what is your approach to zero volume keywords, like personally as a content marketer and also at Ritesonic as a company? Sure. So talking about ChatGPT, so ChatGPT was next level height, right? So it was at its peak from the day got launched in the internet market, right? So since that day, everybody was talking about ChatGPT. Even the ones who are not internet freaks, which rarely anybody is these days, but they're not from the tech world, right? Like like my parents for trying out ChatGPT and, and they don't know anything about, about the product. So this is how ChatGPT was reached to millions with Ritesonic being in that similar space. With Ritesonic introducing Chatsonic in the market, that was the best bet to gain maximum exposure. Right? So ChatGPT was launched back in November, December. And even now the SEO tools show like literally zero volume for all the ChatGPT related keywords. So why we picked it up, even though that zero volume, it's because of the authority and the expertise we wanted to build relating to ChatGPT, which reflected our product's niche. Right. So the one thing that helped us was Google Trends. When the, then the searches are high, there was breakout on all ChatGPT related keywords. We scoured the internet, looked into forums, looked into Reddit, everybody looked into Twitter. Whatever people were talking about and were discovering, those were our keywords and not what the other SEO tools were suggesting that there's zero volume. So this was our approach to zero volume keywords because we wanted to capture and like, you know, build authority around that topic. And as we started building authority, people started trusting us. So now if you go and check, right, mostly the articles and ranking on the first page for chat GPT related terms. Yeah, that's really impressive. Zero volume keywords is a topic that I'm also very interested in. So because I've had experience targeting those keywords and helping a business to scale their results from content marketing. So it's really great to see that in spite the fact that a lot of tools say that most of those keywords are zero volume, you are targeting them. But one thing I would like you to share with our audience is how do you identify these zero volume keywords? So I'm quite sure that you don't just start writing about those keywords that, that just come to mind. Because for instance, one of the keywords that I saw on your website now is 
something like ChatGPT Ch prompts for social media. And that keyword probably has 10 searches per month or less. I don't know. So, but I want to know, like, mm -hmm. how do you really come up with those keywords? Like, what is your approach? Like, you mentioned Google Trends. Is it Google Trends that you use to check those keywords? Or, like, yeah. how do you come up so, with those keywords? Right. So, Google Trends was definitely our first go-to tool to understand how much people are searching for that keyword. Besides that, people talk a lot on Twitter and Reddit. They literally talk a lot. If a content marketer is not using Reddit, they're missing out on a gold mine. Reddit is the place to figure out topics because that is where people are talking real. People are talking about what they are looking for, what solutions one can get and what are the challenges. So we figure out a lot of topics from Reddit, Twitter, like LinkedIn as well, right? People were posting, people were asking questions. And if there was a post on ChatGPT, there were 100 comments. So we also used to look into those comments of what exactly people are searching for and need. So with that, we kind of, you know, and I would say like elaborated more and built like more and more content pieces. So aside from Google Trends, you are also using Reddit, Twitter, LinkedIn, and other social media platforms. So a follow-up question to that is, okay, let's say Reddit, like what's your approach to using Reddit to identify zero volume keywords? Do you just go to subreddits and search for anything? We used AI for that. So you pick up the whole Reddit chat, you pick up the thread, you feed it into the system and you tell them what is the most commonly asked question from this. And you have your answer. Is that the feature on right, Sonic, right? So we have a feature called make your own AI, right? So it's, it's literally make your own AI. You feed it any data and you ask a question on that data. So for example, I gave you, right, the Reddit one. You feed in text into the input box that blah, 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 or whatever. You figured out from Reddit, right? And then you command the AI to pick out the most commonly asked questions or the most commonly used words from the above text and you have a list. That's really impressive. So like, for instance, if there's a trade on Twitter, okay, so I can take that trade and input it into your AI and ask it to tell me the most commonly repeated phrase in that trade, which will give me the result. Is that what you are saying? So that was also that. And now we have another super interesting feature than this. It's we have our Chatsonic Chrome extension, which is integrated with Twitter. Like it, it has a native Twitter integration. So as you mentioned about threads, right? So you just go on to Twitter, you install your Chatsonic Chrome extension. And on a thread, you will get the Chatsonic button. You click on that button and you'll have the whole summary of the thread right there on Twitter using the Chatsonic Chrome extension. Well, it's good to see that these manual tasks, because previously, what you just mentioned now, how people will typically use Reddit is to go through Reddit and start going through the comments and everything one after the other. But I think with AI now, you can simplify that. Just input the command that you want and it will give you an output. So another question 
I have here as we round up is now you've worked previously at three startups, if I'm not mistaken, and now you are mm -hmm. at Tritonic. So, and obviously you have gained a lot of experience as far as SEO is concerned. So now if you were to advise a star startup founder, like they want to start investing in SEO and they, they don't just want to invest in SEO for the sake of it. They want to drive business results from their SEO efforts. Like what would be your advice to them on what they could do to drive business results from SEO? Sure. So what I have always seen is first, they need to identify whether they've achieved product market fit, right? If they have, they take advantage of the education the big players have already bid on, you know, in their niche. And then they showcase their product as the best alternative, beating upon the limitations of the big players. So if they want to get in the maximum from SEO and content is, you know, go deep in pushing out all various types of content that achieves the end goal of letting the audience know that they are the better product than the big players in the market. But if they are still achieving product market fit, right? They are the first movers in their niche. The, they should begin with educating the audience. They build top level content, build content that educates the audience about the problem. And so with that, even the audience doesn't know that the problem exists. So with that, you produce that kind of content. You, uh, you do videos, you do reels, you tell them that this is the problem. And then they would think that, oh yeah, that this is the problem. And then their tool eliminates that problem. So these are the two approaches where, you know, founders should kind of look into. And definitely that SEO and content, you can't get results overnight. You have to trust in the process. You have to give it six months, eight months for the content to nurture and then finally start getting results. Thanks for sharing that. So you mentioned about if you already have a product market fit, so you can go ahead and start creating content. So like when you say content, is it just any type of content or are there specific types of content you recommend? I would say middle of the funnel and bottom of the funnel. Top level, your big players have already done, right? Middle of the funnel is how you are kind of trying to pitch your product, pitch something about your product with what people are searching for. You you run tutorials, you do listicles, right? You do a lot of listicles, you do alternatives, you do versus comparison blogs. And with this, you see a lot of traffic, which is definitely convertible traffic. Okay, so middle and bottom of the funnel content. So finally, the last question I have here is, so in your experience, what will you say the common mistakes that content marketing teams make, especially in SaaS startups? Uh, this is an interesting one. So, you know what I've always seen? A lot of startups publishing random content, right? When I say random content is they don't have a plan. They are publishing one topic. Suppose on email marketing today, they're publishing one topic on social media marketing the next day. There's no relevance. So if you're publishing both, you go deep in both of these topics. You pick one topic and as I said, you left, right, center, 
which most of the SaaS startups don't, you know, look after. They just look after doing listicles probably, right? But to support that listicle, what else are you producing to support that kind of content piece? Then to support the second content piece, what kind of content are you publishing to support another piece? So that's how the whole cycle runs, which I see that a lot of SaaS companies miss looking at. Thanks for sharing that. So instead of going wide, so it is better to go deep with your SEO efforts so that you can drive the best results. So I really appreciate you for coming on the show, Manvi, and I've gained a lot of insights and especially what is really interesting to me is how your company, right, Sonic, actually uses its product to create content, which is something that I've not seen. Maybe I'm not really aware, but I've not seen other AI writing software do. And I really do for, for that. And I, I believe that our audience will find this episode helpful and valuable. The strategies you have shared about how you should focus on creating middle of the funnel and bottom of the funnel content if you are a startup and precisely how you identify those zero volume keywords using Reddit and other channels like that. So I believe anyone who listens to this episode will find it helpful and valuable. So before we go, is there anything you like our audience to know about you? And then more specifically, if they want to connect with you, like what is the best place to, to reach out? So I'm always available on LinkedIn. You can reach out to me. You can send me a request and hit me a question until and unless it's not salesy until you want to get something out of the conversation, then I'm, I'm totally open to it. You can reach out to me on LinkedIn. Okay. Thank you very much once again for coming on the show, Manvi. I really appreciate you for your time. Thank you so much, Abdul. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Beyond Traffic Podcast. We hope you learned something new from our guest today. If you'd like to read in-depth breakdown of SEO strategies, download free SEO templates and checklists, and other helpful links and resources shared by our guests, you can go to beyondtraffic.co and subscribe to our email newsletter. Lastly, it will mean a whole lot to us if you spread the word about this podcast by sharing it with your friends, colleagues at work, and social media followers. And don't forget to leave us a rating and review in Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast player. Thank you once again for listening. Talk to you next time.